Hello, and welcome to the Investing on the Go podcast from Fund Calibre. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by James Mayen, who is the elite-rated co-manager of the Church House Tenux Absolute Return Strategies. James, good morning. Good morning to you. Um, we live in interesting times, don't we, and um, are just prior to the election. Brexit, politics, election, it's been going on for so long. Um, but as a manager in these type of assets, particularly government bonds, etc., you obviously have to give consideration to political outcomes. What's your feeling on election stroke Brexit? You can take it where you, where you see fit. <laughs> yes. Um, as you say, this has gone on rather a long time, hasn't it? Um, I suppose we're all hoping that we can see something clear come out of this. That is almost too depressing to think that we might have another hung parliament and then have to go through it all over again. Um, return, having gone, moved to election anxiety, to then have to return back to Brexit anxiety would be a little testing, I think. Well, but, markets um, don't like uncertainty, do they? Markets do not like uncertainty, quite. Um, I think that um, from where we sit, we hope this will provide us with some opportunities. Um, we tend, we are cautiously placed at the moment, and we do tend to respond to political um, outcomes. Um, we, we, we like to respond to volatility, so that hopefully will provide us with some good opportunities. Yeah, and this fund can invest in assets from all over the world, but the heart of it is capital preservation and you've mentioned some cautious positioning into the uncertainty but tell us a bit more about why you're so cautious at the moment and I know we just touched on Brexit but what might take you to to um, dial up the risk a little? Yes um, I think the the most important point to understand about this fund is that it is cautious because the opportunities that we see in front of us are just not attractive and they've been getting less attractive over the course of the year. And it's that that influences us rather than Brexit or Mr. Trump's trade wars or anything like that. So the risk-free rate, um, which I would call the UK 10-year guilt rate, having started the year at around about 1%, sank down to a low of 33 basis points at the beginning of September. Incidentally, we think that probably marks the low point for yeah. that rate. But at that level, those rates are just not attractive to us. Uh, and we think really limit the opportunities for an absolute return fund. So it's that that we're responding to. We don't see a good opportunity set, good value out there. So naturally, we then move back to a patient uh, approach, waiting for the opportunities. What we hope we will see now is an increase in these risk-free rates, some resolution of some of these um, uncertainties. Hopefully, we're yep. approaching peak uncertainty. We shall see. And we've just touched on bond yields. Um, still, even if the beginning of September was the bottom, they're still not super attractive. And as we know, across the globe, um, there's a big chunk of negative yields where you actually lend to people and you know they're going to give you back less. You work as co-manager with uh, Jeremy Wharton and he used to trade government bonds. Uh, what's your sort of collective view on this 
negative yield and low government bonds. Um, it must be yeah. quite well, not unique, but it's certainly unattractive and, and you know. It, it is close to unique. Um, rates have not been this low before. So, yes, it is pretty unique. And yeah. negative rates are clearly unattractive. Um, incidentally, I, I think it's, it's a very silly policy, too, for the Europeans in particular to be pursuing. Uh, what we've seen is that German savers, who are the, the biggest, Germany is the biggest saver nation, and obviously the policy is to try and persuade Germans to get those savings mobile. But as Nate's rates have moved negative, what's happened is that the saving rate has gone up. Not surprisingly, people are wondering what on earth is going on, so they're actually saving more. So the, it, it's sort become... Of a bit of, yeah, yeah, vicious circle, I suppose. Absolutely, it becomes counterproductive. Um, and it's very hard to justify investing on a negative rate. Uh, I think people... Uh, try and justify it on the basis of diversification or maybe they'll get worse but um, for us that's just not attractive at all um, bond yields um, have moved I think too far below the inflation rate um, albeit there's very little inflation in the system at the moment but there has to be a risk of inflation returning particularly if we do see some sort of fiscal stimulus from from governments um, as we move on from this long, long period of simply monetary stimulus. And one has to expect long rates really to match inflation. So with that cautious positioning, and you do have the full sort of... Do you buy any overseas bonds where there may be slightly better yields or are they not compensating you enough at the moment obviously it carries currency risk as well yes um, I mean that's an important point for us that we are a sterling based fund and foreign exposure is unlikely ever to exceed around 15% of the fund at the moment it's down at around 7% and that's simply because we thought that sterling went too low um, sterling down at 120 versus the dollar looked to us to be attractive and we didn't wish to have too much overseas exposure at that level. Because of course the currency can actually take your, if, if your returns are good, but you could lose it all on the currency, couldn't you? Exactly so. Um, and so we don't have very much exposure. We have some dollar bond exposure, um, otherwise, um, otherwise barely any at all. Um, clearly none of these negative rates. No. Uh, now, this fund isn't just equities and bonds. You can do um, other interesting things, hopefully you know, in a lowly correlated way. Tell us a bit about a couple of the um, other themes or, or investment types you've got running through the portfolio today. Okay. Um, well, convertibles is always an interesting area for us, um, possibly a bit esoteric. Maybe in the infrastructure area we could, we could look at... Um, we have had a lot of interest in that area for a number of years. More recently, we've been building up investments in energy efficiency. That sounds interesting. Tell us a bit about Yes. That. Simply that I, it, I think it is obvious that what the country needs is not just green energy, but it's much more efficient use of that energy. And energy storage and uh, efficient energy use usage I think is important so we have been looking to invest in that area so you 
been you co-founded Church House twenty years ago, and it's been a, an interesting twenty years. Um, lots has happened, good, bad, and other. Um, maybe if you could tell us a little bit about some of the maybe interesting investments you've made or opportunities you've had in that period, and also one or two of the toughest um, periods that, that you've been through, where you just you know had to hide under the duvet or, or drag yourself from under the duvet and think, yes, no, we've got to still keep going. Give us a couple of examples. Yes, of course. Um, well, as a firm, having started in 1999, we ran straight into the uh, tech bubble, yep. um, which was pretty savage uh, in terms of market movement. And, of course, then there was the ghastly 9-11. Um, and, of course, then we had the financial crisis. So the early years were of course quite testing yeah and the market um, sort of halved it post the financial sorry post the tech bubble into that sort of exactly. low of 2002 sort of three and yeah it must have been quite a challenging time yeah, it, it certainly was um i think the most interesting time was probably around the financial crisis uh, it was fascinating to watch um and of course it did begin to throw up a lot of opportunities so that was interesting probably the most difficult time, bringing it back to our absolute return strategies fund, uh, was I think 2016, where it was very unclear how the euro crisis um, would would pan out. Uh, that, was, that was a difficult time, a difficult time for assets generally. That was uncomfortable. Yeah, and there were other periods of euro crisis where sort of one month was risk on, the next month was risk off, and you know if you make a percent one month and lose it the next, and you haven't done anything good, bad, or indifferent, exactly. I suppose. Yes. James, thank you very much for your time. For more information from the Investing on the Go podcast, please visit fundcaliber.com. Please remember, we've been discussing individual stocks to bring investing to life for you. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell. The fund may or may not still hold these stocks at the time of listening.